Welcome everyone to the L7C Podcast NFL Edition Week 3 Recap. We're already at Week 3, crazy. We got the head producer of the L7C, NFL expert, Mr. Justin Akino. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, brother. We just recorded the college football pod. That Which was, was fire. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. It will be out later this week. Y'all need to listen to it. But yeah, now we're here to talk about the NFL. Man, and the NFL never disappoints. We say it every week. We're going to say it till we're all dead. Never disappoints. No, it's absolute. Like I said, it's absolute junkie TV every single week, and you cannot miss it. You have to watch every single second of it. Oh. My fucking ass was sitting there watching that terrible Raiders-Steelers game at night. No, I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, yo, I do not even want to fucking watch this game. But, you know, the Cowboys lost. I had to use $100 in Fanatics to get some fan cash. So I put $100 on their money line, and guess, and guess what? Guess what? You won. <laughs> you would have thought. But I made enough money throughout the day between college and the oh, NFL that day, man. and then my Steelers bet hit, and then it was good on Monday. So it was fun. We made money that weekend, but my heart hurts. <laughs> man. And then I have to listen to friends, the media, talk shit about my team. It's such a unique perspective being a Cowboys fan because you get so much shit whenever we lose from everyone. It doesn't fucking stop. I hate it. Yeah, the people, I mean, the friends won. That's just because they're your friends, me included, because yeah, I, I definitely get a lot of shit. But oh, yeah, the media, the media one that just makes no sense for me because they're like, oh, we're, we're tired of them saying they're America's team, even though they haven't won a Super Bowl in like 10 million years. But then you talk about them every two seconds. That's right. Makes no sense. And I, I get, I mean, I get where we're because I look at those ratings. The Cowboys, if they're on national TV, they're the highest rated TV show of the week. And we're on national TV every goddamn week. The only reason why, why we wasn't last week because we played the dreadful Cardinals, you know, which haven't, they haven't really been too dreadful this year. Oh, they've been still, playing hard. I know. They've been, like, they been coming out to play, man. Which is interesting because obviously we thought they'd be the tank for Caleb Sweet Six, and they're not even the worst team in the league. Oh, no. it's not. We can get to that after we um review that game, but, yeah, they're not even the worst team in the league right now because uh-huh. we've seen some shit this past weekend that's kind of confirm some things about some teams that yeah, suck we're starting to be able to form valid opinions because we're coming in but just let's start off with i don't even know if i want to say this was a good game because god there were some <laughs> terrible decisions but score wise it was very competitive and entertaining just let's start off with the chargers of uh, vikings game two of the drunkest franchises you will um see in this league two of them I, I mean, the Chargers, you know, they're always one of the most talented teams in the NFL and can't get over the hump. The Vikings are just the Vikings. I have a irrational love for Kirk Cousins, but, but everyone else hates that man. The Chargers won this game 28-24. to 24. Herbert was deadly. Herbert went 40 for 47, 405 yards and three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, Allen benefited from all of that with 20 targets, 18 receptions, 215 yards and a 49-yard touchdown pass. The Vikings blitzed the Chargers on 86% of um, Herbert's dropbacks and just simply did not work. While blitz, Herbert had a 85% completion percentage on 48 attempts for 317 yards, and all three of his touchdowns came when they were blitzing. This game got drunk in the fourth quarter. With about 11 minutes left, Kirk hits um, Jefferson for a 50-yard touchdown pass to go up 24-21. With about eight minutes left, um, Chargers um, score to go up 28-24. And then this is when the game starts getting drunk. 
Kirk heats up, gets the um, Vikings down to the Chargers two-yard two line where the Vikings um, turn over on downs. So they go for it on fourth, don't get it. Chargers take over with three minutes left. After the two-minute warning, the Chargers go for it at their own 24-yard line. They run the ball when they have not, at this point in the game, they have not fucking ran the entire game. At this point in the game, they had 30 yards rushing, and they turn it around and give it to Josh Kelly up the middle and thought they were about to get a first down there. Just a wild decision by Brandon Staley. And at that point, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker is getting fired. Like, he is not getting back to L.A. after that bonehead decision that is, quite frankly, about to lose in the game. Vikings get the ball back with a chance to win, but then Kirk throws a pick at the goal line, um, and, that, and the game's over. I mean, just one of the drunkest games of the year by far. Herbert and the offense and the Vikings just being the drunk woozy Vikings. Say Brandon Staley's job for that week. You know... I think one of the drunkest parts, too, of that game is when the Vikings did get the ball back, they were not being cognizant of the clock. Like, they were taking their oh my sweet-ass time. I forgot about that part. I forgot all about that part of the game. Thanks for reminding me. So the Vikings, right before, um, the right before Kirk throws the interception, it's about, it's about 32 seconds left. So you're thinking if they're on top of their shit, you know, they're going to get a couple of shots at the end zone but they get down there and there's no play there's not play um and so like kurt's just holding his head like where's the play where's the play Mm -hmm. and so apparently like he didn't have like the authority to just get up there and just spike the ball which is the move like that's what you should have done like it should be a a no-brainer to me it's a no-brainer to pretty much any football fan that watches this shit every week so i don't know why it wasn't something where they're like all right let's just get up there spike the ball and then let's calm down and like get a good play in but yeah, they took so fucking long to um, get up on the line and do something. I don't understand how someone like Kirk, at Kirk Cousins' level wouldn't have the authority to spike the ball. It make it's just common sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I cannot defend my my guy on that one because it's like you spike it, you get, you can settle down, get a play in, and then because they just rush in. The fact that you threw a pick right after the game was over, and like you said, it saved. It was it was first down. Like it was yeah. first down. Like you. You know, spike the ball. You have two more shots at the end zone if you're quick about it. It was dumb. And then just to go back, I don't obviously winners decide history is just the truth. But I don't know what man was thinking. Staley. I, 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 I you don't even have Austin Eckler. Like what what are we doing? See, I, I understand like why he did it. Because if they get the first down at that point in the game, the game is over. Like the game, mm-hmm. like if they hold the ball, the game's over. But the play call, like I, I guess you might want to blame Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's um, OC for the um, Chargers, but the play call was horrible. Like, why are we running the ball of that situation when Herbert's been deadly with the pass? He had seven incompletions on the game. Why not just run run a little, like, Herbert, when he is throwing short, like, he does not miss. I rarely see him miss a short pass. So why don't you just run a little, like, dump off to the side or something? Or, like, you know, or... Something up the middle to get that one yard. I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. I don't understand that. I, it's just funny, too. When the Vikings were at the two-yard line before um, the Chargers went for it, all this stuff, the plays before, and they didn't get it. I'm like, man, two-yard line, this would have been a great time for good old Dalvin Cook. They have no timeouts. That's, yeah, that's true, too. Man, 0-3, and, they, and they're talented. But like you said last year, when they all won those one-score games, it's, it's going to flip. 
Yeah, I knew it was going to flip. I didn't think they were going to be 0-3, about to go in the Carolina toilet bowl next week. Let's see who wins that game. If Andy Dalton's playing, I think I got to pick Carolina in that game. Carolina brought it to Seattle this week. But the Chargers need to win that game, too, or they would have been 0-3. They're only 1-2. Yeah, the Chargers really need it, and they're in the AFC, so... You know, the quality of all the teams are just all the teams that are going to be in the mix are just better. So they desperately need it. They play the Raiders. Um, where is it? Yeah, they play the Raiders at home the um next week. So they should get the one. But hey, you never know what the you never know what the fucking Chargers. You that's, really that's don't true. with them. Oh, and I think nah, Jimmy J ain't her. I was I'm thinking about someone. I will say with Kellen Moore, though, so far this year, Kellen Moore, Herbert and Allen have really benefited off of Kellen Moore's uh, play calling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Herbert has been deadly. Like, the Cowboys miss him. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And, well, we got to talk about them. So, Justin, it wasn't a great day. It was not a great day. We had the 405 spot, not the national TV game because we're it was a home game for Arizona, and no one wants to watch their shitty asses. But, yeah, Cardinals won the game 28-16. to 16. I think of the Cardinals' credit. Like, they really came out, and they were, they were busting our ass. Cars, Cardinals rushed for 222 yards on the ground for seven yards to carry. Josh Dobbs, he was better than Dak that day. He, was, he just was. Threw the ball better, was more comfortable, ran the ball better when he had to. I will say that three-fifths of the Cowboys' starting line was out. Um, left tackle Tyron Smith, center Tyler Biotis, and then all pro um, right guard Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. And that really affected the Cowboys' um, red zone efficiency. Cowboys are one in five in the red zone that game. And as a fan, I know a lot of our red zone possessions is turning around, giving the ball, <laughs> and running it between Biotis and Zach Martin. So without that element in the game, you know, we. You got to put more on Dak, and mm-hmm. you know the story's kind of we we know we know what Dak is at this point. Like if you got if he got to do too much, these like he ain't going to carry you to a victory at this point. Like it just is what it is there, and the defense didn't didn't have their best showing. But I ain't going I ain't going to be too hard on Dak. He didn't have three fifths of um his line. Arizona has been playing tough. We've been playing tough. Their other two games were against the um. Washington and um, the Giants, and those games were close, even though they blew a 28-point lead against the Giants. But I'm not too concerned. If we get some get some line help back, I think it'll be fine. Cowboys got the Patriots at home next week, which their defense is good, but I'm not worried about the offense, really. And then Cardinals play the have to go to San Francisco, so they'll get brought back down to earth. Yeah, I... I- there's a lot of these. There's a lot of WTF games this week in the NFL. Like, man, I can't believe this team lost to this team. Cowboys weren't the only one this year, this this week. It's just the fact that it's the Cowboys. I, and I was more the Cardinals, who, you know, the narrative before the season was they were not trying to win at all. Mm-hmm. Like, people that are talking about their over or under being four wins or less. Yeah. But, and they've played hard every game. It's, I was just more like, man, where's this defense? I was like, how are how was the Cardinals getting all, like what was the defense doing? I've been saying this. That is that is a weakness that like of the Cowboys defense. Like that's where they can get got, like running the ball. It's a smaller 
defensive line and linebacker core. So if you can really like push them forward, you can get like chunk plays in the running game, and that's what happened. And you know, Cardinals defensively, they were playing great coverage. Like mm-hmm. there was just something like there just weren't people getting open in that game. Like I said, they'll play the Patriots. It should be a bounce back game. I know Michael Parsons already been talking. Say we got to play like every week's Super Bowl. And I, I mean, I really like Michael Parsons. So I like the people on that Cowboys defense. How much is it? And it's just also bad timing because you literally just lost Diggs for the year. Like, and then, loss. Of, and then of course the loss, but th- they should bounce back against the Patriots. Three and one's not too bad. All right. This game that you would think, well, I can't even say this game would be in Madden because Chad Johnson said if you're playing on all Madden or you're playing top-tier Madden competitors, it's hard to score 20 points. What if I told you that a team scored over, not over 30, 40, 50, 60? What if I told you a team scored 70 points in a real NFL game against a real NFL team? You would think we're lying and you'd cancel our podcast. We are not lying. Justin, there's a team that scored 70 points this week. I was quite frankly dumbfounded like i was watching red zone on sunday obviously i saw the fucking um i was i saw the broncos getting their ass beat no questions about it. like i saw that the game at halftime was let me see if i can find it Where's it at? ain't gonna be all fine but it was only it was i think it was 28 to 10 yeah it was 28 to 10 going in the halftime i believe and i'm thinking oh you know the Dolphins might get 49 points and call it a day or something. The Dolphins beat the Denver Broncos in Miami on Sunday, fucking 70 to 20. It was actually third because Miami scored 14. Oh, yeah, they scored in, again at the end of the half. Yep, 14 in the first quarter and 21 in the second. So they had 35, and Denver had seven in the first, six in the second. So 13, 35 to 13 at halftime. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous and you know it, it's not a typo like i no bullshit thought it was a typo from red zone when i saw that 70 point on there Tua was 23 for 26 literally three incompletions for Tua, four touchdowns hill was excellent again with nine receptions 157 yards and a touchdown dolphins rookie devon uh, oh, fuck how do you say this dude's last name john a chain, I think A-chain, it's A-chain. yeah, A-chain. yeah. Devon, Devon A chain out of Texas A&M, your favorite university, rushed for 203 wow. yards on 18 carries, two touchdowns. He had four total touchdowns. He caught two. Raheem Moser had three rushing touchdowns. He caught another one. He had four. The Dolphins had 726 yards of offense, averaging 10 yards a play. The Dolphins rushed for 360 yards and five touchdowns on the ground. I was so shocked by this game today before I wrote the notes for this. I watched this shit on the All-22. I was watching film on this shit. I had to. I didn't see, see exactly Which what the Which is a great feature on. on NFL Plus, looking at it right now, the uh, coaches film. Study All-22 footage from every play of the game. And it's available 24 to 36 hours after the game then. It's a great tool. It's a great tool. But on multiple possessions, the Broncos would just let Tyreek Hill just off the line. Just, you know, no, no rub. I, I mean, I know they're motion around and shit. So, like, you can't get home. There was a couple of times where he lined up 
and no one jammed him. The zone wasn't working, and the fucking Broncos did not change it not one time. Two was throwing the ball a yard behind the line of scrimmage to a running back, and they're busting up, and they're getting 20-yard chunk plays. It was awful. And, you know, Russell Wilson wasn't very good that game, but, like, he didn't give up 70 goddamn points. It was yeah, just like 309 yards. <laughs> I, I guess, but it was just a nightmare performance for, for the Broncos. They quit. Obviously, I don't know who the defensive coordinator is, but he might have a job job now. I don't know. This Sean Payton shit looking a lot like Urban Meyer two years ago. <laughs> I, I ain't even gonna hold you. Like this shit is bad. Like seventy points. Oh my god. I, I think with Sean Payton though, in all seriousness, man, this when he nigga, came, man. when he came, I'm sick the- of him. When Talking came, all that shit about everyone. Yes, he this did. This is what you come out to? This is the team that you inspired? They give up 70 points? Yes. 70! He said Nathaniel Hackett and them was like the worst coach you know. They never gave up 70 points. Like, this is beyond anything to comprehend. And I it's, some also- of the worst, it's some of the worst defense I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. Have some pride! And... Mike McDaniel showed you guys some humility because for people who don't know, the record is 73 points, 72 points, and they could have broken with 73. They had a chance to make a field goal, and they need the ball. Instead, they're like, we're not in the business of embarrassing people, yada, yada, yada. And also, you think, oh, they had 70 points by the end of the game? No. They had the 70th point with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. If Mike McDaniels would have kept running the normal playbook instead of just Handed it off. I, I can make the case they could have got to 90 or more. The way that game was going, when the backup could come in and get a bomb, when they're kicking, everyone's just running scot-free. That, that, is, that is something you do not see. I thought I was watching the Oregon Ducks against Portland State. <laughs> Those are gro- These are the best players in the world. Exactly. Like, I... I know fucking, you know, the Dolphins are like some supernova offense with 70 fucking points. That does not happen. Mm-hmm. It does not happen in the NFL. It only happened three times. You lost by 50 points. Exactly. And let the team drop a 70 burger. Mm-hmm. 50 points. Fucking their NFL games where the totals don't reach 70. No mm-hmm. total. No total this past weekend. Hit seventy between two teams, and the Dolphins did that mm-hmm. in one afternoon in one game. And they did it. They didn't even do it at full power. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle. No, this is no. This is without Jalen Waddle too. No Jalen Waddle for this game. I don't know what you. I mean, obviously they talked to the locker room. I felt the dude who they interviewed in Denver. He's like, man, I've been here seven years, and all I've done is lost. I'm tired of losing. I, Justin, man, it made me think of that story of you in that high school camp where your teammate said, "I'm tired of fucking losing." I, I felt that, man. Oh yeah, I mean, dog. Since the super, since the um, Peyton Manning Super Bowl, these things have not done a damn thing. They've not been to the playoffs. They've not been close to the playoffs. They barely have been one of the worst franchises in the NFL since Peyton Manning retired. They still, to this day, have not gotten the quarterback. I'm officially off the Russell Wilson bandwagon. Enough. I've had enough of them. I had enough of the Broncos. I'm sick of this fucking team. And yes, I took Broncos plus six and a half. Oh man, I took them. It's, I was embarrassed because I took the under in that game, and that was <laughs> he took the under. I just felt like Denver wasn't going to do anything offensively. I thought Miami was just going to score thirty-five points and call it a day. 
I didn't think they were going to score 35 by halftime. It was fucking wild. Like, it was it was disrespectful to the game. It pissed me off. What do you say to your... And they're playing... I don't even know what you say. To, I don't even know what you say in the locker room. Like, uh, 70 points? What do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, they got to play a game this week. They play Chicago this week. I don't they go, know who they go wins Chicago. That. I, I I don't know who's gonna win that game. They both suck. <laughs> oh I mean, they God. have both just been both of those teams collectively have just been the two of the biggest disappointments in the NFL season. I know we're not talking about the Bears right now, but we thought the Bears were gonna be at, at least way better than what they have yeah, put out. Year. Yeah, what they have put out the past three games of the 2023 season. They they haven't been it either. And the Broncos, we were hyping this team up. They got Sean Payton. Sean Payton says ass out for a year talking shit on Fox, talking shit on Colin's show, talking shit about the entire league. And then he comes out here and lets the team drop 70 on his fucking team. I know it's not his side of the ball that did that shit. I mean, you know, the offense is a little better, but it still ain't good enough. He's the head coach, man. I don't care what side of the ball it is. You're the head coach. I don't care coach. either, bro. That shit's on you. You cannot let that shit happen. I think after that game, I really had to sit and think about the New Orleans tenure. I'm like, man, I, if he didn't have Drew Brees, I don't know where Sean Payton don't got no Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, I, I know wild. that for a fact. And wild, if man. now I'm seeing it too, if Russell Wilson didn't go to Seattle, he ain't getting no damn Super Bowl. And then, like, you watch the offense that Sean Payton was running with the Broncos compared to, um, what McDaniel was doing with the Dolphins. It's mm-hmm. it's night and day. It is night and day. Just the way like they were running this shit, the way the shit was flowing, like, you know, never shit looked clunky. That Mike McDaniel's offense, that Shanahan, you know, wide mm-hmm. zone run scheme shit. Like it was clicking. It was that is how that shit should look. And if they're I don't think they're not gonna score seventy points again this season, oh, I'll tell you that no, right now. No, no, but no. That shit's gonna be hard to stop. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to stop Tyreek Hill when he's motioning across the line and he has a free release that you can't touch him. He's the fastest man in the league. I don't know what you're going to do against that. There's nothing, I mean, there was something that I, he's just so much faster than what I was going to say, but on the college football part, I forgot to say this. I really like, well, from a football observer, not as a fan, as a fan, I hate it, but as an observer, I really liked how Notre Dame defended Marvin Harrison how you had the person, the corner, then you had the bracket up there, like people guarding them. Mm-hmm. And then quasi note to add to the college football thing. You don't think Penn State and Michigan saw how they were guarding Marvin Harrison? They got just as much talent. Just saying. But <laughs> Tyreek, you 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 it's the fact I don't know if you can double team and have the people back there because Jalen Waddle's a freaking dog on the other side. <laughs> it is tough. They're like fucking um Robbie Chosen, Robbie, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Robbie, yeah, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. When I was watching the All-22, you know, All-Pro corner, um, Sertan, Patrick mm-hmm. Sertan Jr., and this is when fucking goddamn Mike Alabama. White. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, this is when Mike White was still in the, was in the game, and Robbie Chosen hit that nigga with the craziest double move and was just wide open. <laughs> I mean, he did have inside le- leverage, and he double moved it outside, which is hard, but it was just a rough game for the Broncos. Like, I, I felt bad for them. I, I did. Like, they got to play was, again. And they're just going to be disrespectful. Laugh, and, laugh yeah, and we'll, 
we will see how the Broncos show up in this in this game against the Bears. I'm not well. I'm not betting it right now. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. See if I, I, I don't know who's going to win that game. I can't. I can't even tell you. I don't even know. Well, speaking of the Dolphins, though, from a seventy burger to they got a they got a game of the week for the podcast. We got the Dolphins at the Bills. Oh yeah, we have the Dolphins going up to Buffalo. Josh Allen and the Bills. The Bills beat Washington this past weekend, thirty-seven to three. Bills just dominated them. Commanders couldn't do shit. I believe um, how through um four picks he looked so good against denver last week which makes a lot of sense because that defense is horrible <laughs> bills are five and one in the last six versus the dolphins including including the um wild card game last year and then the last time miami won was um the week three game last year mm-hmm where the, um, I think Miami won 22 to 19. The Bills had the ball for over 40 minutes in that game. So they had it for literally, what was that, three-fourths? Uh, no, two-thirds of the game. Like, mm-hmm. Dolphins only had the ball for um, 20 minutes. Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times that game, and that's also a game where Tua got the concussion that um wasn't mm-hmm. diagnosed, and then he went out on Thursday night against the Bengals and died. On the, mm-hmm. Well, he didn't die on the field, but... His hands were twisted up and shit. Mm-hmm. But the Bills have owned this series the past um two years, but Miami is different. <laughs> As we have seen in these first three games of the year, Tua and um, Tyreek Hill are the number one graded players in their position, according to PPF. Um, Raheem Moser is the number one rated running back, according to um, PPF. We just talked about how the Dolphins dropped 70 points in a game. But I'll tell you right now, the Dolphins won't do that shit again, and I think the Bills are going to come out. I won't. They're going to cover. They're going to win. I think oh. Sean McDermott is going to take that performance personal. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> as a as a defensive guy. Oh, he, he ain't let that shit happen over yeah, there. He's boy. not about to let this shit happen. I just got to trust that Sean McDermott is not going to let this shit happen. The Bills have found a running game a little bit. Dal, um, not Dalvin Cook. James Cook. Had um, where where I put it? fifteen um, he had um ninety eight yards on fifteen carries carries averaging um six yards a carry. The Bills rushed for um hundred sixty eight yards on thirty one carries, averaging five yards a carry. So if they can um, if they can be balanced there in this game, I think they'll be able to keep up scoring wise with the um Dolphins. They're number two in the league and um points scored. Yeah, but the Bills are um they're two in points scored this year total points so they'll be able to keep up and i think the bills come out and cover i got the game at um minus two and a half i bet today so yeah after that huge performance it's they're due it's it's let down time they're gonna have it's let down time bills are gonna win this game bill i mean the bills win these early early season big games it's once we get past Thanksgiving, we're like, what the hell the Bills are doing? Yeah, their their defense is way better. They're second, um, they're second in points allowed to competition. They really haven't played a high-powered offense yet. So this, it's going to be challenging them, but the Bills can keep up with them. And they have, they have owned this series. And the Dolphins have to come back down to earth. because Oh, yeah. That, that, no, the Bills are going to win. They're, but if, now, if Joshy Boy... 
If Josh Boy gives Dolphins extra possessions, then they're in trouble. Oh yeah, and then if um if the Dolphins do win this game, and if it's in um you know dominant, dramatic, not dramatic, but dominant fashion, oh we gotta put the Dolphins um at number one in the um Super Bowl contender list. The Dolphins will have to be number one. I agree. I mean, if they, but it's, it's it's just the way the NFL works, man. You ain't coming from seventy to just go win a game, nah. You're gonna have a nice maybe twenty five. No, that's even saying a lot. Twenty five, maybe thirty points, but then they're losing that game. I think the game's gonna look a lot like that um, Patriots game, where it's not gonna be. It's gonna be anyone but Tyreek Hill. Yeah, us, and the Dolphins are not gonna run for over three hundred yards. Oh hell no! Against the Bills, it hell just will no. not happen. It just won't happen. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So next big game, we are kicking it back to the favorite AFC North. Ravens at the Browns. Talk about a WTF game. Ravens ugh, losing that game to Houston. That was a little rough. <laughs> they did, but we're we we want to talk about the Browns first. The Browns. We want to talk about the Browns because, quite frankly, their defense is fucking terrifying. Yes, their defense is as legit as a goddamn heart attack. They are absolutely terrifying. Cleveland beat them. The Titans at home this week, twenty-seven to um three, and if um Cleveland would have lost that game, we would have had to start the podcast with me um tearing a new tearing a new one to Deshaun Watson. Oh, I I don't disagree there. He, we would yeah. I would have had to absolutely like you saw what I was you saw that energy for the do, for the um Broncos. It would have all been a Deshaun Watson, all of it, because after the way he played that Monday night game against um the Steelers, I mean. Unfucking raveling, unraveling, running in the sacks, throwing chip passes, getting personal fouls because you're grabbing niggas in the fucking face mask, just mm-hmm. costing, just costing the team, making all that damn money and being shitty. Oh, well, it gets me going. He's lucky it his was- defense is really good because that play where he threw it backwards, that was gonna. Oh, that was. <laughs> and then right after that play. He started turning it on because mm-hmm. I'm I'm telling you it was bad. Browns only gave up 97 yards to the Titans, but you know Watson ended up turning around. He was 27 for 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns. Like I said, and Titans only had um 97 yards total in that game. The Browns defense, like I said, is overwhelming. The Ravens have one. They're three and two in the past five matches, but you no, know, the, the Browns Ravens like this is a close game. The Browns literally. They built this defense to try and stop Lamar Jackson. Like, they have a bunch of dudes on the line in the secondary, on the second-level linebackers that can run Mm -hmm. and track down Lamar Jackson. Like, that's what this defense is built for. We're going to talk about the Ravens a little bit now. They lost um, 22-19 to the Colts. They were missing seven starters. Um, They were missing seven starters, had the game going to overtime. Ravens had two fumbles that um that they lost that were really bad timing that um really kept the win but Lamar was good he was um efficient he you know they were moving the ball decently it was raining a little bit but like I said they had seven stars missing and if all seven of those people don't play <laughs> Cleveland won't want the dog shit out of them like that's just a step up in competition but if they get some of these guys back I mean some of the people that didn't play were um corner Mar- Marvin um 
Humphreys, safety Marcus Williams, center Tyler Limbaum, um, left tackle Ronnie Stanley, which those are big deals, which is why they had some trouble scoring in the red zone. Like, same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. They, ha- they had a tough time scoring in the red zone with the linemen out. But Ravens, I think, I think the Ravens take this one. They bounce back. Harbaugh's a good coach. And if it gets to three, Ravens as a three-point dog, I'll definitely bet them. Definitely grabbing that up. But I I like the Ravens here to um, bounce back after that um, performance against the Colts. So with the – man, Browns, I think I'll, I'll take Cleveland. On this one. I just think that defense right now is just really good. So with the Ravens-Browns game and the Bills-Dolphins game, do you think there's a chance – that they flex one of those into the Sunday night game instead of doing Chiefs and Jets. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, be, I'm curious. I fucking wish they would, but I don't think they can um, start flexing this early. Okay. Also, I mean, obviously they, but uh, obviously they wanted because that would have been Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. But now during that Chiefs Jets game, all they're going to do is talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's all they're going to talk about. So. <laughs> if the game is what we expect, because the Chiefs Bears game was the four now, o'clock game on Fox, and that was an ass whooping. Now that you say that, that game is definitely going to be on Sunday. That that game's going nowhere. <laughs> I forgot. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are they? They're going to put the Chiefs on TV even more now. I know they had the number one. Even in that blowout, they were the highest rated game of the week. Most viewers as of one person. <laughs> I know you have those. Um, Kelsey stats after um all how, how his social media ticked up his fucking yeah. jersey sales went to number one four up four hundred percent yeah that man's about to be the biggest star in the NFL now the Taylor Swift effect it is absolutely absurd because it's just <laughs> it's like what are you doing <laughs> like it's just like it's the fact that like all these people who yeah because that game the Bears. Chiefs game had 24.3 million viewers. And that was a and that game was like 41 to 0 at one point because that game was an ass whooping. Ass whooping. Oh yeah. Like I, I felt bad for Justin Fields. Like it, it's just I don't know what they do over there, man. Uh, oh, here yeah. it is. 400 plus increase in merchandise sales. Now he's a top five jersey in the NFL. Wow. I'm telling you, about to be the biggest star in the league. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. And then they're playing. They're you know, playing. Titans don't get famous like that. Like, no, they don't. Titans they don't get famous like that. You have to be dating Taylor Swift to reach that type of fame in the, um, as an NFL tight end. Man, 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 man. What a world that we're in with the Chiefs, who are doing pretty pretty well. Justin, man, we're going to some winners and losers. Yeah. We, we, let's lose. Can we not pick the can we not pick the Broncos? Can we pick someone else? I won't say the I won't say the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Cowboys are my loser. Okay. Oh, oh man. Who did I? Let me look at my stingies who I thought about. Man, I gotta because I, I have high hopes for this team. I gotta go Jacksonville. 
Oh yeah, they. I mean, they always lose the fucking te- the Texans. They'll for some reason the Texans have their number, which is wild to me. That was but, an ass whooping. It was. It was. I was on the Texans. So I had them in the um, teaser, so I was. I was a little happy. <laughs> Who's your winner? My winner. My winner is Green Bay. Mm-hmm. My winner is Green Bay. That mm-hmm. Jordan Love is. First half was dreadful. Yes. I did not think I did not think um he was gonna beat the Saints because that Saints defense has been you know, they've been carrying them for years now. Mm-hmm. That defense that the Saints have has been carrying them for years. And once they went up by eighteen, I thought no, one by seventeen, I thought, yeah, this oh, there's no way this you know, third career start or fourth career start, wherever the fuck it is. Is going to come back on the Saints defense, and that's exactly what he did. And now they're going um into a showdown for the Lions for um that's first place. That's a big game. Yeah, and Jordan Love did it without his top receiver. Aaron Jones didn't play. Like there was a lot of t- Jair Alexander didn't play. There was a lot of top Packers who did not play. That's a good. That's a good win for the Packers. Like that's oh, a yeah. huge win. Like that's yeah, that's great. what I was going. That's getting ready to say Ohio State, but. Huh. <laughs> No, but that's I was gonna pick Jordan, but I will go an Ohio team. I'll just go from the Monday night thing, the Bengals, because if they would have lost that, it might have been curtains. It would have been over. Because everyone else in the AFC North is literally two and one. If they would have been 0 and three, oh no. (laughs) And we talked about the Browns, so we're gonna talk about the Bengals before we get off of here. (laughs) The Burrow is bad. Like Burrow is hurt. Yeah. Not bad, but yeah, he's definitely hurting. Like, yeah. I was trying to figure out, like, why the Bengals are looking the way they are right now these past three games. The man is hurt. Yeah. The man is hurt. And let me pull the schedule. I would think about putting him on IR for a little while just so he can get healthy because if Burrow's not playing, these niggas have no shot. But the problem, they were to catch 22 because if he didn't play yesterday, they lose and it's over. That's what that's what I was telling these fucking Bengals fans up here in Cincinnati. I'm like, yeah, Burrow is hurt, but like they cannot lose this game. Like they mm-hmm. cannot go 0 and 3. And they were able to um they're able to hang on and um beat the Rams, but you know, they got Tennessee. They're at Tennessee um this week at Arizona and um Seattle's coming before the bye, before they have a have to go to the 49ers. So, you know, I I would think about putting him on IR maybe and um or resting him up through that bye week so he can um be healthy. Because yeah. if Burrow if Burrow is not healthy, the, the Bengals have no shot. Yeah, they got week seven. Even the thing is too, after we've talked about the Cardinals, they're not an easy out anymore. They're not, but they're definitely more talented. I, yes. Actually, I, I don't know if Jake Browning could beat, beat the Cardinals <laughs> again. At Arizona, too. At Arizona, like, they play tough there. They've been playing um, they've been playing well there the um, past two weeks. Yeah, but you told your you told your Bengals friend, uh, fans over there, right, because he had no choice because if they lose that, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost over. Yeah, I told him like, yeah, he, he has to play. Like, unfortunately, mm. like he has to play. Oh, and he, he was clearly hurt. He was not moving. The Bengals did not run anything under center. No, um, under center runs because um, you know, you got to step back on the calf to hand it off. So that was out, and it kind of affected them because if they were because in that game, like they could just at some at 
any point just kept giving it to Mixon. Like Mixon was mm-hmm. doing well. And I feel like if they could have ran the ball under center more, that they could have got the running game going and they wouldn't have to put Burrow in um situation where he's passing so much. Yeah, it's whew. they needed that one. Javon Chase finally got some he got going. They they needed that. They ooh man. But anything else, Justin? That's what, that's what I got for right now. Okay. Um, I was screaming about the Broncos. That took mm-hmm. a lot of energy out of me. By the time we come back, we'll already be done with the first uh, four weeks of the season, which time is flying, so we'll get to know more about these teams. But with that being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe. Anywhere that you listen to, we'll be back for week five, talking some nfl but if you're missing nfl missing football in general college football podcast every week just finished the first month of that and these games once you listen to the newest episode that'll be coming out soon you'll see there's some games coming in october on the pack 12 there there's there's some big games coming we're all over it but with that being said l7c podcast signing out Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.